Welcome to another Ember Weekend. I'm Jonathan Jackson. And I'm Chase McCarthy. And together we are Ember Weekend, and we have a lot of stuff to cover. I want to say we missed last week, but we're we're back, and there's a lot of stuff that's happened. We're going to try to hit as many things as we can and move through a pretty good clip. So hope you enjoy this. I think, I think this is going to be released on Friday the 13th. So it's a spooky special. <laughs> Yeah. It's, good. it's, it's really I'm, nice when the title like just happens in the very beginning. You don't have to think of it later. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, let's uh, let's dive right in. But first, let's listen to a word from our, our sponsors. Hello, I'm Corey. And I'm Matt. Matt and I started our consulting company, 201 Created, five years ago. We've been passionate about Ember and its community since we started and are proud to be able to sponsor Ember Weekend. Our clients have included Fortune 50 companies, and Y Combinator startups. If your team needs Ember training or advice, or wants to learn how to make open source work for you, visit us at www.201-created.com or follow us on Twitter at 201-TWO underscore O-H underscore O-N-E. Thanks for listening and enjoy the podcast. All right, so the first thing we're going to talk about is actually a blog post from me that I wrote about Ember Macro Benchmark, which is a benchmarking suite, kind of. Really kind of a conglomeration of two different libraries that will let you perform macro benchmarks across your application. And it kind of like normalizes the network layer so you can get much more reliable distributions and it has some cool reporting tools. It's a really, really fantastic project. And I think that there's a couple things that are notable. One, it's not necessarily Ember specific. So this is something you can share with your friends and other communities. Because I, th- I think this is really valuable. It's the idea that you can make small changes and actually measure their impact on the overall performance of your application. So once again, we're moving at a quick clip today. So I just want to mention that it's there. It's on Medium. We're going to link to it. Definitely think you should check it out. The libraries are really cool. I, I believe Chris Selden wrote Ember Macro Benchmark and the underlying libraries as well out at LinkedIn. So it's some really, really cool stuff. Very, very powerful to give you some insight into your code. It was used in the 2.14 Ember.js blog post to not only describe the performance improvements from the previous versions of Ember to that version of Ember, but they actually used it to help do performance tuning. So it wasn't it wasn't like reporting. It was it was actually informative to the design of of new code. Definitely check it out. I think it's worth the read and yeah, let me know what you think. Obviously, if you leave a comment or concern, I would love to discuss it more. And the next thing we want to mention real quick is that uh, you may have seen this if you're subscribed to Ember Weekly. If you're not, go ahead and subscribe. That used yeah, to be run. Definitely subscribe. <laughs> yeah, that used to be run by Owain Williams, and now it's run by Ryan Tablada and Eric Brent. It's been revamped a little bit. Like if you look at it, the the emails look a little different. There's like the web page looks a little different. Yeah, it's been a huge resource for the community. So Owain Williams like did an awesome job. So kudos to him. Definitely reach out and show him. Trump's of love because it, it really has been a very, I mean, it's been around since, I mean, I, I think we were featured in like episode, like our first episode was featured in like the 70th something episode or Ember Weekly. So like it's been around for quite some time. So that was probably 2014 then it started. So it's a tremendous and colossal effort. So subscribe if you're not already subscribed and reach out to Owen, say thanks and reach out to Ryan and Eric and see if you can help and, you know, thank them for for doing it too. It's It's a really cool service. I think it really does help having that curated list of items to look at uh, on a weekly basis. So I'm really excited to see that it's uh, it's still got some energy and it's still moving forward. And this is really cool stuff. 
The next thing we're going to talk about is the Road to 3.0 Ember.js blog post. And, you know, like th- this is one of those things where we're not exactly breaking news. I feel like anything that goes onto the Ember.js blog is usually like on Twitter and, and all over the place. But I think it's definitely worth giving a pretty close read. There's some really cool things there, especially around browser support. I think that's the the main discussion. And there's also a corollary. Uh, corollary? Is that the right word, Chase? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what the next word you're going to say. Ah, true. So. Um, yeah. So there's an RFC that discusses specifically the browser changes that they want to do. They want to basically drop IE9 and IE10 as well as uh, Phantom JS. Although that's not really too. The Phantom is not too much of a surprise, and that'll let them do a lot of really cool things. So the RFC will link to as well, where it talks more specifically about what insulating like code they can remove and what code they can start using without transpiling like polyfills and stuff, basically remove a lot of dead weight and like what specifically they want to use that isn't supported in IE9 and IE10 that is supported in IE11. So there's a bunch of really cool things in this blog post. It's very, very detailed, talking about all of the different API removals and deprecations going to into three. The coolest thing that I took away from this blog post is that because this is mostly about trimming the fat, so to speak, and kind of removing and deprecating as we transition to three, and mainly the browser support as well. Once we go to three, we're going to see that feature work is still able to be done because it because it's mostly about removing depre- like things that have been deprecated and known to be on the chopping block for quite some time. Feature work can continue. So it's kind of an exciting thing. I think after one thirteen to two, I think the 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 lessons were learned. I think we we saw kind of like a little dry run of the kind of transition that they want to see in the two eight version with the new glimmer drop in replacement, where it was just, hey, you just get this for free, and we're going to try to make sure that you don't really have to think about it too much. So I think that learning from that one thirteen thing, we're going to see a really smooth transition to three. I mean, fingers crossed, obviously, knock on wood, whatever. But I'm hopeful for that and to see all the cool features that we're going to be talking about in a minute. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and kind of tying into that is this other tweet that came out recently that had a lot of a lot of retweets, which is the Ember status board. Yehuda tweeted this, and at the time it had I, maybe four four or five things in it. Since then, they've added a couple more. It kind of all ties into the the road to 3.0. At the top of the list is things like the JavaScript module API, which we're going to talk about, and how that's basically already already shipped now at 2.15. And then further down, you get into the 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 more long long running things, and then down at the bottom there was something I thought that was really interesting, which they they called code splitting, which seems to have a little bit to do with kind of like the lazy engines approach of like splitting your code up by routes. So definitely look into that. Each one of these items in here is expandable, and you can you know read a little bit more about it. So it's definitely a good way to you know keep track of like all the things coming down the pipe, you know, with Ember and like where we're headed. Yeah, so there's things like the module unification, which is this really, really long-running thing. It's, it's different than the JavaScript module stuff that just got dropped. Module unification is like, you know, structuring your app, like kind of like the next-gen pods. So I guess it's going to be more like more like Glimmer. That's on here, and you, you can use this because it's updated constantly. You can use this to kind of keep up to date, like, hey, what's the status of that thing? And you don't have to go, you know, find each RFC individually. So that's it's pretty nice. Yeah, it's cool. I think this is super worth a bookmark. Super worth? It, yeah, it's good. It's worth bookmarking. There's some really cool stuff. It's one of those things where frequently people come up and ask, hey, um, you know, what's what's the latest and greatest Ember stuff? And I think this would be a place where you can say, hey, like if you want to know what what's like on the verge and what's what's being worked on actively, go check this out and you'll be able to kind of click around. And I think I think it directs to RFCs and things. So yeah, you'll be able to get some some high level things to point at and look at and explore if you're excited about that sort of thing. So I think it's it's definitely cool. It's something that I I think 
I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's like obvious in hindsight. Like it's cool to have this all in one place. It's really cool. I'm very excited about it. So definitely worth the bookmark. So sort of kind of the, the next track to, to all of this 3.0 goodness is the next two releases, 2.15 and 2.16 beta. 2.15, I think we've, we talked about it when it was in beta because I'm pretty sure we mentioned some of the router changes that came in this. There's, there's like two parts to the router changes. I'm not going to go into the whole API, but basically you get some of this stuff now, and then I think 2.16 lands the other part of it. The other part in 2.15, the major part is they, they changed the way mount works for engines, so you can now pass, pass a model. That's that's pretty cool. So 215 wasn't a, wasn't a huge release, but then 216 kind of like had only like one major item, but it was pretty big, and that's the JavaScript module API that we just talked about. Yeah, in the JavaScript module API, I think it's something we've we've mentioned many times. I even think maybe a couple of weeks ago we we mentioned it, where we were just talking about like kind of what it is and where it, where it sits and how it. It's kind of like before you were almost encouraged or maybe non-encouraged to use the Ember CLI shims library all over your code base. But a lot of people just ended up importing Ember from Ember and then you destructure all the things you want off the Ember global. And now that's not the way that it's going to work. The way that it works now is you import using the JavaScript module API, which is outlined in, in place now as of 2.16. I believe even new Ember apps will be generated in the 2.16 betas with the new JavaScript module stuff. So if you want to see like an example of how it might look, you can start using the generators and see how things actually play out. There's also a code mod that would allow you to pretty easily take an older code base and bring it up to the new module API. So, so definitely check these things out. I, I want to say, are there some specific things that we need to talk about for re the, the JavaScript modules, Chase? Uh, no, I, I mean, I just wanted to mention that the, the overall like approach to this is not to just to have everything nested under Ember, which I, I like. So it, rather than thing getting like jQuery from Ember.dollar, you just do import dollar from jQuery. I always thought that was great about like add-ons like, I think it's QUnit who does, that does this, like Ember QUnit. When you import QUnit, you don't say Ember, import QUnit from Ember QUnit. And so it basically like, it's like kind of stubbing out as if, you know, jQuery or QUnit had like just full Ember support. You know, I, I really like that approach of just saying like, no, it's just dollar from jQuery because you're not going to have like three jQuery libraries. And so so that's one thing is that all of the things that don't necessarily have to do with Ember have been like shifted off of the Ember namespace. And then the things that are Ember related are, are like under at, at Ember slash the, the thing. And they only go like three or three levels deep, I think is the max. They specifically talked about how they don't, you don't want like this massive chain of like, 10 directories deep. But yeah, it looks like it's fully implemented. I like the code mod. The dash dash fix option in ESLint is going to make it really easy to translate this. And I believe it can also translate at the same time from doing like const, you know, get equals ember, like destructuring something off of ember, along with you mixing in things from the ember CLI shims. Because there were some things that were not in shims that you had to still use off of the, the ember object. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So definitely check this out. I think, honestly, at this point, uh, reading the blog post, the, the 2.15 release, 2.16 beta blog post, that'll get you kind of primed. But then you might also want to read the RFC around the JavaScript module API for more details. But I think it's it's something that it, it's it's going to facilitate a lot of really cool stuff down the down the road. I'm really excited about it. And I, I definitely think it'll it'll start making things better. Very cool stuff. All right, that's all we have for this week. Super packed. There's a lot of stuff going on. Make sure you tune in next week. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Ember Weekend. So we'll be back next week. And one more thing I just wanted to say, special thanks to our editor, as always, uh, Jill North, for doing all the editing work here. And special thanks this week to Tobias Binek and uh, Ricardo Mendez, Locks, for helping us out with some of the details around the upcoming Ember JS stuff. So that was really nice of them. So, And I think that's it. And we'll be back next week. 